0: Have a bad day, give up. Go home and sleep. Fuck it. Try again tomorrow. Not every bad day can become a good day. Some days are fucked and cannot be unfucked. When you have a day that is fucked beyond repair, that is the universe speaking to you, sending you a message. Listen to the universe. Go home. Save your energy. Tomorrow is another day. For now, just fucking chill. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What do you guys think about that clip? I was sent that clip recently via Instagram. And I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't know the guy that's talking. And I don't know if he means it seriously or is just satire. But it's a very interesting concept. I borderline got triggered on that. Why? Why, why are you asking? So it's so alien to my, my approach to life. Not saying my approach is perfect. Not at all. Not at all. I can be incredibly pickheaded. I can be incredibly stubborn. Anybody who's ever played Neo and knows that I've played Neo, beat Neo, small flex, uh, knows that I probably didn't play that game the best way possible. There's strategic ways of doing it, and there's ways that are just far more efficient and better. And I likely took that game and I played it like I was a hammer when I should have been a scalpel right? I sometimes take this approach in life. This was no different than when I did my kitchen and I'm sitting here like just grinding, 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 grinding nonstop. Every single time I had a day off, I was grinding, grinding, grinding. Not the best approach in life. That leads to a lot of personal stress. That leads to you like forcibly, aggressively, unstrategically pushing through things that could be done in a far better place. In where I I agree with that clip is that there are times where you will need to take a step back to take two steps forward. What do I mean by that? There are t- there will be times in your life because life is a weird roller coaster of ups and downs. Sometimes really big drops, sometimes really big successes and, and highs. Right? There are times where you're going to hit those things, and there's going to be times in those downhill slopes where you feel like you're getting a left hook. And the moment you, your head turns, you're looking over, and you see the right coming right afterwards. And then maybe you see the upper uppercut coming in, or you're seeing some body blows. Hitting, and you just feel like life is just roughing you up. There are just times where you're going to be just roughed up by life. I don't think anybody escapes that to a certain level. And so, in saying all of that, um, I do think that when you hit those moments, it is good to take a step back. It is good to just say, screw it and and recharge the batteries, whatever that means for you, 100%. But at the same time, I do feel like when you do that, when you have that mindset constantly, a mindset of, I'm just going to step away. If you have that mindset every single time, I don't, I don't necessarily think you're taking a step back to take two steps forward. I think you're slowly taking more and more steps back. You're retreating from the challenges, the challenge which is life. You're retreating and just running away. And in so you're doing something very dangerous where you can fall into a position of constantly, once again, I've talked about this, of, of being entertained, being distracted, staying away from what you should be doing. And that leads us to today's topic, and this is the topic I've teased a number of times on this podcast. It's one of my gems, and one of the reasons I've teased it, to be honest, is because I'm running out of gems, and these are incredibly important to me. So this is one of those. So let's talk about it. What do I I mean by the venom? Let me tell you a quick little story, because you guys know how much I love to make these really, really long freaking podcasts. The other day I was talking to my sister from another mister, you know, y'all know who that is. Some of y'all know who that is. Depends on who listens to this podcast. And we're talking about um, her kids. We're talking about the the dynamics of uh, developing children. That's a weird way of saying that. Sounds so, sounds so clinical. <laughs> um, of raising children, right? The idea that, you know, it's great to have a balance between babying and supporting, but also that tough love. And one of the things I brought up To her at that moment was that it's great to be like a supportive mother that helps develop love and care with those children and and tells them that they're loved and and cared for and gives them, you know, safety and, and just point blank love, right? That's great. But there's another thing as a parent that you have to do. And that's the other side of the coin. It's that tough love or whatever you want to call It's this concept of presenting challenges for those kids. Whether it's discipline, whether it's understanding, whether it's teaching them about safety, whether, whatever it is. These are things that you can do now as a parent. And you can do it now and present it in a way where they are safe if they fail the challenge, if they can't do what they're supposed to be doing, you, you're the safety net there. You can still help them do the right thing, instill the right values, instill the right knowledge, and present them with real challenges. Now, while they're in your care, because there are times where they will not be in your care, hopefully, right? And those challenges will come at them no matter what. You will never be there to take those punches for them for the rest of their lives. That's not the way life works. Just like your parents aren't taking the punches for you now. So your goal is to make them resilient, strong children so that they can roll with the punches. They can adapt to the situations. They can be stronger. You see, what happens to people oftentimes and this this is what I'm getting to the point because I know you guys will be be like, hey, can we get to the point? Oftentimes, I think about challenges, and I think about you know when when was the time I really started realizing and coming across challenges? And for me, and probably for most of us, it's around our teenage years, right? When you're young, when you're preteen your life is pretty straightforward you, you go to school you come home you you do your little thing you'd play your games whatever you do sports whatever you get your after school activities whatever right um probably a little different now with social media and kids but that was my experience but in your teenage years you're starting to develop a lot more issues because now you're in a little tiny little city which is your high school right and all those kids are together, maybe they're in social media now, maybe they, everybody knows each other, the word spreads very quickly, you find yourself within a certain clique in the school, whether you're the nerd, the jock, or the the weirdos, or the punk kids, whatever you are, you find yourself in your little clique, and you stay there, and, and you have your own little hierarchy even within the little clique, and so very quickly, like, you start getting the the bullying or you start getting people teasing you or you start getting people like uh, f- looking down upon you depending on what kind of group you're in. And that's when it really starts really affecting you. All that petty little things that when you were a little kid you would have laughed at, now these things are affecting you because now there's social pressures attached to all of that. Let me talk very quickly about the elephant in the room, which is your hormones. You're likely going through changes in your body. So yeah, the the stuff that's happening to you is likely affecting you far more. That is for sure a thing. Without that being said, I think it's just the elevated level of difficulty that's creating a far more dynamic, tenuous situation for you. Because you're sitting here being stressed out about what what this person said, what that person said. Oh my God, this person saw me do this. I look like an idiot doing this. I have to present to these people in, in my next class. I have to do this and that. I a teacher made fun of me. I whatever it is, right? Then you get the whole social media pressures. So everything's elevated, and everything has now become more of a realistic real life situation. You have peers, you have people you work with, you have people that see you on a daily basis. There's certain hierarchies that everybody takes that you're maybe aware or unaware of, and it all adds up. And that's where challenges really start becoming difficult. And in my mind, if you choose to create a more resilient, strong child, those high school things Aren't going to affect them, right? The kids that are disciplined, the ones that that are there to do their education, and they 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 maybe partake a little bit in the in the school stuff, but not really a lot. The ones that are there focused, they don't deal with a lot of the drama. They don't have to deal with it as much. Will they have to deal with some of it, of course. Kids and kids can be gross and and nasty to each other, and and it's a, the a hierarchy of life, right? But for example, like the stereotypical like Asian kids who were just grinding and getting A's and just killing it in school. Like those stereotypical kids that I had in my school, like they, didn't, they weren't part of the drama. They were just doing their thing. They went back home. Their parents are probably hardworking parents and they were just taught to be disciplined, to do their work, and all the other stuff is just fluff. And they were a little bit more resilient to the idea of the drama. So why am I talking about all this? I'm talking about this because... The key word there I keep saying and I keep alluding to over and over is resilience. Resilience is what you want in life. Resilience is the difference between you dealing with something appropriately or it crushing you. Resilience is the difference between telling somebody telling you to go fuck yourself for lack of a better word. Excuse my French for those that aren't not of the cussing variety. Um, They don't partake in cussing. That's a better way of phrasing it. If somebody says that to you, resilience is the, the key factor between you saying, okay, this guy's a moron or dismissing it or telling them to go fuck themselves or... The difference between it crushing you and you being emotionally distraught and it affecting you the rest of the day and you sticking with that thing the rest of the day and thinking about why that person is doing this and why would they do this to me and why would they embarrass me in front of people and why wh- I thought they liked me, I, they, I, they betrayed my trust. like it, it, it spirals. It's a spiraling situation. And resilience is the key difference in this. And resilience only comes from challenges and accepting challenges and growing from challenges and being, being more, more willing to go through a little bit more shit than the rest of them. And that is what I mean by when this, when this guy talks about quitting. When this guy talks about quitting when you have a hard day. I don't agree with it, I don't agree with it. Because you need to build resilience somehow. You are not born with resilience. There's a certain discussion right now about epigenetics and how much of what you have carries in from from your DNA. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about daily resistance training, dealing with anxiety and people, and and the, the, the the things that affect most people shouldn't affect you. Things that don't really matter shouldn't affect you. There's a tremendous number of things that are you're going to come across in your life that aren't that big of a deal, but that might crush you. Why is this important? This is important because in real difficult situations, in real situations where things are fucking hard, when you're dealing with people that are sick, when you can do nothing about it, and you are at The mercy of fate, that's hard. Some of you that have lost people in your life or have visited people in a hospital, understand the real vulnerability there, understand the real difficulty there because you you don't have any power to do anything. You're at the mercy of fate and everybody else around you. See, those are difficult situations because you can do nothing about them. And it is only in those situations that you start realizing what is really, truly difficult and what isn't. Think about it this way. You can easily, very easily, have a hard day at work. We all do, right? You're dealing with a shitty boss. A boss has feeling pressure from him, his boss, and he's feeling pressure from the other people above him to try to do more production. So he takes it out on you. And you have a shitty day, and your boss gives you shit and makes you work a ton of hours, and, and you're just exhausted and you wanted to spend time with your friends, but now you got to cancel because you got to do this. You got to let down your wife and your kids because of this, right? Let's pretend this is a scenario. That can be crushing. That can be crushing. It could be hard. You have a long day. You didn't sleep well. You know you're you're exhausted. You you can't really. You had a hard day getting into work. Your car broke down. You you just you had a rough day. That's rough, right? We've all had that to a certain degree. But there's levels to it. What happens if you get a call saying one of your family members is in hospital? Does that beginning scenario even even register? Can you honestly say, oh, man, th- 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 this is the equivalent of that one hard day I had? <laughs> it makes me laugh to, to be able to compare those things because I bet you money it's not. How about we, we bring it up another notch? How about we say you get a call from work on that rough day and you get a call saying that your kid is not feeling good and isn't going to the hospital? Do you quantify those two? Do you say, wow, I'm having a really rough day. These two things are as tough as, each, as one another. I bet you don't. Should we keep going? What happens at the moment where you get a call and saying someone in your family has passed away? People dealt with this during COVID, left and right. Are you going to sit there and say, wow, that's rough, man. That is as rough <laughs> as my day at work. No, you're not. Because there's always levels to it, and the difference between the person that just wipes down and brushes their shoulders off of that shitty work day and the person that gets crushed by that shitty work day, the only difference there is resilience, how you come about it it depends on where your life experiences are or maybe your perspective on life. But the only reason that you can scoff off that shitty day at work and say, "This is stupid, I'm not even getting it emotionally invested in this." and go about your day. The only difference there is resilience. That's it. Now, you're probably wondering like, what does resilience have to do when this thing is called venom? The reason why I essentially just call resilience uh, venom, there's a lot of these people that deal with snakes that get bit by snakes on a very, very regular basis. They get bit by snakes because ultimately what happens is that they're trying to you know, handle these snakes, whether they're snake handlers, or they do it for their religion, or they, they're doing it to extract venom, or maybe they, li- they could just straight live in a place with all these ven- these snakes, right? These people often get bit, quite often. And after getting bit more and more often, their body creates antibodies for the venom. They're no longer affected they're either affected very little or not affected at all by the venom. And so when I talk about venom, in a weird way, I'm talking about resilience. But what I'm talking about is exposing yourself to a little bit of bullshit like I recommended my sister from another mister do. You you expose yourself to a little bit of bullshit so that eventually your capacity to just wipe off bullshit is incredibly high. You allow yourself to have a little bit of difficulty. You allow yourself to take on things as a challenge. We've talked about that in a previous podcast. Looking at things like a challenge, taking them on like a new thing that that is just something you have to go through. The more you can do that, the more you find out about yourself, the more you start realizing what you can truly do. And very quickly, the the, the little shit that would normally just bother you, that would distract you, that would make you mad, that would crush you, no longer affects you. That's what I mean by venom. You have to expose yourself to a certain amount of it. And in doing so, you have to be willing to go through it. Because if you took that hopefully satire advice in the beginning of the podcast, if you took that satire advice and you truly just walked away every single time from a challenge, realize that the most difficult of challenges will most likely crush you, you will not be able to walk away from those. The best option is for you to prepare yourself in life because those will come those most difficult of challenges, I guarantee you will come. Because if you are at all, at all, connected with any people that you can say that you love, you will be presented with these challenges. It is a byproduct of life to have death. And so without being too morbid, my tip to you is this. If you want to be a resilient, strong individual in this world, a world that nobody leaves unscathed. You have to have a little bit of venom. You have to be willing to deal with a little bit of venom so that life doesn't cripple you. And you'll quickly find out that the more you do this, the more tolerant you will be to the petty things and you'll just dismiss them. You'll just brush them off of your back. Your ability to consume venom will increase that's it, ladies and gentlemen. we're going to keep this one simple. hope you guys enjoy these once again these are These are important to me. Um, these are things that have helped me throughout my journey. And I'm hoping that in putting these out there through a podcast, you guys can take something away from it. Take something away from it for your own life. And if you find these useful, share it with someone. I think ultimately you guys are start you'll start seeing patterns in the in the future discussions based on why these gems are so important to me. And you'll start seeing exactly why these things allow me to do some of the things I can do. But that's for a future episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk next week.